0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Tuesdays with Corey. That is where, on Tuesdays, I, Corey, tell you a story. Welcome back. So glad to have you. This week's story is going to take us back about seven years, I believe, somewhere in that range. So back when me and the fellers of the Well-Read Comedy Tour were touring very heavily, uh, we almost every year, got to go to Bill Maher's big season finale party for his HBO show, Real Time with Bill Maher. It's because Trey was a regular guest on the show, but they liked me and Drew and decided they would let us keep coming too. And it was a lot of fun, a tremendous amount of fun, regardless of how you feel about him or the show. Number one, this was seven years ago. And number two, again, couldn't have been more fun star studded uh chelsea handler at one of these uh grabbed my ass and told me she liked country boys now she was really drunk i'm in no way trying to shame her for that i was all about it it super hit for me but that is not what this story about this story takes place in the green room of the show before we were going to said party so from what i can remember this was the first one that we had ever went to matter of fact I know for a fact this is the first one that we had ever been to because this was my first time in like a Hollywood green room. I've been in, you know, comics green rooms at comedy clubs and I've hung out with some cool people, don't get me wrong, but comics and celebrities are a different group. I don't mean that in a good way or a bad way, it's just a fact, right? So we're in there, and um, Trey is on, and I'm there as his guest, and they told me that I could sit in the audience, right? They were like, you can sit in the audience, and I was like, do they serve drinks out there? And they were like, well, no, and I was like, well, I'm going to stay back here because I'm already drunk, and if I go out there in the audience, I know that I'm going to have to pee. And I'm gonna have to get up and I'm gonna ruin the show and they were like hey you're more than willing or more than able to sit back here and keep drinking so I did and I got to strike up a conversation with Judy Greer which was so cool if you don't know Judy Greer she's been in a ton of things Curb Your Enthusiasm she's Ant-Man's ex-wife you've seen her you've seen her a lot and she is such a sweet person now Judy Greer in no way knew who I was, and I found this out, uh, which, of course, I knew that, but but let me explain what I mean. So I'm in back in the green room, and uh, there were no seats left when the show came on. We was going to watch it on the TV, so I decided, I was like, well, I'm just going to double-fist beers and sit here crisscross applesauce and watch this thing, and everybody thought that was so cute. Oh, my God, look at this boy. What a dumb-ass redneck, ain't he sweet? Well, anyways, Trey gets to talking, and they show a picture of our book because he was promoting it. And Junior Greer goes, Oh, that's you. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, that's me. And she goes, Okay, I understand why you're here now. And I was like, What did you think that I was doing? she goes, honestly i thought you were like someone who worked on the show but had kind of gone rogue i have no idea i was like no 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 uh i promise you despite my drunkenness right now i am in some capacity a professional writer and entertainer blah 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 we have a good time so i'm loosening up i'm really pounding them back it is open bar you know you know how rednecks be it ain't just rednecks it's everybody you get an open bar You're probably gonna have more than you ought to, and this is something that I've gotten better about. Whenever I go to any of these shindigs, Uh, I no longer get shit-faced drunk because you know you don't want to make an ass out of yourself. But like, this was our first little taste of success, and I was enjoying it for all it was worth. Cause like, number one, I like to party. Uh, Number two, like, I think there's that subconscious part of you that's just like, dude, this might be it. Like, we may never be here again, so like, live it up. Anyways, the show's uh, over, and everyone's kind of standing in the halls, drinking, congratulating everybody on the you know, season ending and having such a great show, and I was sitting there talking to someone's assistant, I can't remember, I just remember they said that they were someone's assistant, and we're sitting there talking, and I don't know fucking how we got started on keggles. I have no idea. I know that it wasn't me that brought it up. It was one of the girls was talking about something like, oh, yeah, men don't know anything about keggles. And I, of course, had to be like, bullshit, you know, I don't know if you know, but there's anal keggles. Like, it's a real thing. And I had heard that from, you know, one of my gay fans telling me about that. And I had tried it out before. So I'm, she's like, what? how the fuck would that even work? So <laughs> per, per everything I remembered in my head from what this gay dude told me, I start showing her anal keggles, Right. I'm squatting down. (laughs) I'm doing like... It looks like I'm trying to do some sort of like... Frat girl slash Karen, I want to talk to the manager's pole dance, you know what I mean? Something like, like the type of dance that a girl or wife would do for their husband on their birthday when they're not actually a talented stripper. That is what I look like. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, yeah, you just kind of clench your asshole like this, you know what I'm saying? You can even do it on your tippy toes because if you like lean up like this, it's all about stretching your butthole muscle and making your butthole tighten up, right? And I look, and the assistant, her face is starting to get red. And I turn around, and there's this gentleman who apparently had been standing behind me the entire time listening to this drunk, redneck boy go on and on about not only anal kegels, but also the benefits of them and how to do it. I turn around, and he says to me, he goes, huh, is that true? And I go, I mean, that's what I've been told. And he goes, hmm. Hmm good to know, young man, and he walked off, and I go, man, that guy looks so familiar. I know that I've seen that guy before, and the assistant looks at me and goes, yeah, I bet you have. That is United States Attorney General Eric Holder. (laughs) Now, it doesn't really stop there, because after he leaves, a person came up to me and goes, were you just talking about anal kegels in front of former United States Attorney General Eric Holder and I said why yes I was I would like to say that it was unbeknownst to me that I was speaking of such in his presence but guilty as charged I must accept the verdict on that one and they go okay tell me about it and i was like okay so i started describing it to this person and they were like yeah i thought you didn't know what you were talking about and i was like what do you mean they were like that's not how anal kegels work at all you're basically just doing a calf raise and i was like oh my god and they were like what and i was like we have to stop Attorney General Eric Holder from leaving because I've just given him false information on anal kegels And I don't want him to hurt himself <laughs> And they were like, I don't think he's actually gonna do them. And I was like, oh, thank God Anyways, uh, that was a fun, <laughs> that was a fun memory for me, and something that people, uh, you know, they don't ever want to use in my comedian bio when they're bringing me up, you know. It's always, you've seen him on, you know, the BBC, or his podcast, or, you know, the MTV Movie Awards, and it's never, he once spread false information about the benefits of anal kegels to U.S. Attorney General Eric Holder, and frankly, I think that's a discredit to me, so... There you go. There's the story for today. If you're sitting here going, Tuesdays was, was Corey. What's that? Well, that is the segment that ended up turning into the long story, Colonel Cornbread and the case of the Confederate Ruby. That was the first one we were ever going to do on there, and I had no idea that it was going to turn into a whole thing. I'm glad that it did, uh, but that that's that's what this is. And the reason that there's no Cornbread this week uh, is because uh, the epic the epic series finale of Colonel Cornbread in the case of the Confederate Ruby is coming to you on, and I think this is very apropos if you're listening to the story and kind of see the direction we're heading, on Halloween, which happens to be a Tuesday, all right? Epic series finale. Uh, A lot of you are probably going, Corey, why have you waited a couple weeks since putting out the epic finale to Colonel Cornbread? Well, two answers, uh, one better than the other. How about that? Number one, I want it to be fun. I want it to be good, Um, you know, and these things do uh, take time. Frankly, sometimes I pat myself on the back for how quick I'm able to churn stuff out (laughs) because it is rather difficult, but you know, when I get on a creative streak, there I go. The main reason that there hasn't been one for the past two weeks is this. It's a lame excuse, but it is one. My child, Well, I could just stop there. My child, uh, he has not been sleeping as good as he did in previous months. And uh, because my wife has to get up at 7 in the morning and go to, like, what everyone in my family says, a real job... um, You know, I try to step up, and when he's not sleeping in the middle of the night, I I be the one that handles that. So, uh, aside from that, taking a lot of time out of my day, it has also zapped my brain. But please don't think that I'm complaining. I am not complaining. I love my brain being zapped with that little boy, but you know, sometimes it do be getting in the way of the creative process, but anyways, working on the final episode of Colonel Cornbread and the Confederate Ruby, basically as we speak, it's going to be great, and then after that, dealer's choice, we're going to take votes from the fans, do you want a isolated, you know, just open and shut story every week, or do we want to do another one of these series, uh, I got to tell you, here's my plan. Y'all tell me in the comments if you think uh, this is cool. My vote would be, and again, I, I know this is technically my Substack, but I this is a democracy as far as I'm concerned. And uh, y'all just tell me what to do. My thought was to be every week uh, from now for a while, I do a single, you know, one off story while in the background working on a new Colonel Cornbread esque series that way instead of putting them out one a week i can create the whole series and release it to all y'all at once obviously that would take more time but i do think uh that the quality would be better you know what i'm saying and you'd still be getting tuesdays with Corey every week regardless so y'all let me know how y'all feel in the comments regardless it's wonderful to talk to y'all I hope you're having a wonderful day. If you have had a bad day and you didn't listen to yesterday's Monday Motivator Pet Talk, uh, it still applies today. You can just pretend it's Monday. The sentiment is still the same. I promise you that. I appreciate all y'all being here. I love you very much, and I'll talk to y'all later this week. Chew!